Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on this new episode of Inspiring Our World. Today, you're going to be super inspired because I have the privilege of chatting with my great friend, Dr. Gary Lindner here. And we are going to cover the gamut, but we're going to put a specific focus on water because this month there is a focus on International Water Day. So we're excited. Gary, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to hang out with me today and have a good chat here. Well, thank you, Julie. I've been looking forward to it for all week until we set this up. So, you know, thanks a lot. I, I love the podcast, so I'm very privileged and honored to be your guest today. Thank you so much. I love doing the podcast. I love having conversations with all of you. You're all so rich in your own brilliance and you have a lot of brilliance having a doctorate in physiology. Um, I know we have so many of your amazing videos on water, on air, on, on everything that Niken brings us, sleep. So, but I want to start with just asking you a little bit about your life. Tell us kind of where did you sort of come from? Where did you spring from, Gary? <laughs> well, actually, I, I grew up in Southern California and okay. in Newport Beach, great place to grow up. Uh, and uh, at, at that time, it was a sleepy little beach town of about 20,000 people. So it, it's much different today. So um, the uh, I'm one of five siblings. Um, actually played a lot of sports when I was young, baseball, football. Uh, uh, baseball was my favorite. The love team sports. So that is uh, very uh, important in business, I think, to, to keep that same attitude as well. Yes. Um, went to college and originally was a, uh, went to Arizona State University as an anthropology major. And it was, it's interesting how I kind of switched fields because uh, I loved anthropology. And my major advisor was actually Jane Goodall's first graduate student. Uh, you know, Jane Goodall. Yes, Goodall I do. In the Gombe Stream Reserve, of course. Um, and I loved it. I actually did. And she would come on campus and got to meet her a number of times. And, uh, I was uh, going out with a gal who was an ag econ major, all right? And this is kind of how everything kind of shifted for me career-wise, or at least study-wise. And she had, I called her up and said, would you like to get together this evening after classes? And she said, yeah, I'd love to, but I have a seminar, a five o'clock seminar I need to go to. And I said, oh, well, how about, you know, ask her which room, or which auditorium, how about if I just meet you there? And she said, that'd be fine. Uh, so I find the, the auditorium and I'm sitting up in the rafter seats and the seminar is just starting, you know, because I don't want to intrude. I'm not in that department or anything. So I'm up in the rafters and a gentleman comes on stage and flashes a slide of a seven day post-conception cow embryo. And I'm looking at this and it's a beautiful looking thing. Right? It's like, you know, just a, a micrograph of a seven day cow embryo. And he paints this picture of how in the future we will be moving herds of domestic animals all over the world from in this fashion, in, in the form of frozen embryos. Wow. And this is this is 19, what, seven, <laughs> 72 or so. And I'm just, 
I'm mesmerized by this. All right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like a London, like a lightning bolt hit you, you know, that mm. is just, it was beautiful. It was alive, had a lot of potential. I mean, it just something in me resonated with that, with that picture. I went up after the seminar, introduced myself uh, to the, to the speaker. And he said, you know, I'm here applying for a job. I just finished my doctorate degree in physiology at UC Davis, University of California, Davis. And I've already taken a position at Washington State. And he asked me, he said, are you like a veterinary school or a pre-vet major? And I said, no, I'm an anthropology major. And he goes, well, um, you seem very interested. I've, I've taken a position at Washington State. He said, if you're still interested when you, when you graduate, give me a call. And see what we can do about graduate school or something. So, wow. So, anyways, I go in the next day to see my advisor my, in the anthropology department, and uh, and I'm telling her about this, and she looks at me and she goes, "Gary, I know you like anthropology and everything else, and you've done well in your classes, but I've never seen you so excited." You know, because she was like my wow. advisor. She said, "I've yes. never seen you so excited here in school for three years." She goes, and I'm looking at your transcripts. If I switch your major to bioagriculture, you can graduate a semester earlier. Would you like to do that? <laughs> and I looked at her. It was actually a big question and a lot to think of. Yes. But I was so enthralled with what that gentleman presented and the possibilities for the future there that, that uh, I said, yeah, let's do it. So actually did that, uh, graduated a semester earlier, became that gentleman that gave that presentation's first graduate student at Washington State University and uh, started working in the field of what they call now uh, assisted reproductive technologies. Uh, so my degrees are in physiology, but my specialization is in fertility and early embryo development. It's which I found, which I found fascinating. So this it's kind of that about. being at the right place at the right time story. You know? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's almost like your destiny came moving in fast and said, "Oops, we're going to just move you from here to there." Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting to hear this story because you know my dad used to teach embry embryology and not right. also, but embryology, and he loved embryology. He was always fascinated by that subject. And another cool thing is that Jane Goodall, she's actually one of my absolute heroes in life. Yeah, yeah, and me too. She actually got her degree at Newnham College in Cambridge, which was right next to where my house was. Newnham mm. College was right there next to my to, to our house. Yeah. And of course it was a woman's college because at that you know, they were very segregated at that time. There were only two women's colleges in Cambridge and the rest you know, were all for gentlemen. And uh, and I didn't know she was there at that time, but I was thrilled later in life to find out, oh my gosh, she was there studying when I was a little girl oh, sure. playing. And, and what a what a what a legacy she has in their conservatory oh. and conservation. And Marvelous. In incredible. So fantastic. And her love and her passion, as yeah. you're speaking too, about your love and your passion for, for embryology and the, and the potential. And this is so great. I'm so glad you shared this. I, <laughs> I, don't, know, I don't know if other people know about it. It's, it's kind yeah. of a long story, but it's, it's, no, it's, it's one that, you know, I think illustrates a point. It's that when something comes along that really excites you uh, and develops that, you know, passion or that drive that's uh act on it i mean yes. you know many times people don't um you know and it's not that i think i'd have been 
unhappy as an anthropologist or primatologist, but uh, the field I got into was a new field. Uh, you know, when I started, uh, uh, when I left the university, I started a company called Applied Genetics, and we pretty much worked with cattle producers. Uh, and it was a commercial business. It was a service for, for high-end cattle breeders. Um, and that allowed me to travel all over the world. I, I mean, you know, and, and actually put into practice much of the research that I'd done through my graduate school and as a faculty member uh, into practical application uh, with cryopreservation of embryos and, you know, things along those lines. So uh, it was actually kind of cool. Very cool and broadened your perspective because you got to travel a lot. Yep. So I always think that's a wonderful education for all of us. To... I think it's a great education and a very humbling education too. That yes. can, you know, I was pretty young at the time when I started traveling internationally and and um, and and pretty cocky, I guess. When I put it that way, uh, very humbling, very humbling to, yes. to travel internationally, especially yeah, in the rural. Good rural and agricultural areas. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, well, you know, you talk about this captivation, this passion, and I know that you've been involved with Niken for, for many years now, uh, as many of us have, we, we just love it so much. Tell me about that, like, how did you find Niken and what has motivated your passion and, and, and continue to have you be inspired about what we're sharing with the world? Well, if I were to, characterize how I found Niken, I would say Niken stalked me. <laughs> it, really, it really did. So on one of these international trips, we were actually training veterinarians in China, in Red China, in assisted reproductive technology. So we did a uh, technology transfer course as part of our business. Uh, so then when we shipped frozen embryos, we hadn't have to go each time and we had veterinarians in those countries to do the transfers. Um, if this is confusing, let me know. But because well, it's, it's a new I, world to me. But well, yes. okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, so, anyways, um, we did a course, and uh, after this course, uh, one of the veterinarians that we that were the top veterinarian that we, we chose to, in the class uh, came to me and he said, "Dr. Gary," he said, "I just want to thank you." He said, "I learned more in a week than I have in four years of veterinary school working with you here." Wow. And I want to thank you. And I said, well, that's, you know, that's great. Uh, that's why you're paying us, you know, to, to, to train you. And he says, no, I know you're going home through Taipei. And he said, I have a brother that lives in Taipei that has a health spa. And he's expecting you. So all you have to do is show up, spend the day there before you fly home to California and just relax and chill out. That's my thank you to you. I, I said, well, that. wow, that's very gracious, very gracious. Um, so I went to the, his, his brother's health spa and uh, uh, met him, a uh, very nice young man. Uh, and we were sitting at the juice bar in his spa. And each time, you know, we we're just sitting there having a chat. And each time he said my name, I would look at him like this, <laughs> you know, instead of like this. Okay. And he goes, you have a neck problem. And I said, yeah, I do. I have a whiplash problem that actually I got from a cow wreck. Uh, I got hit by a cow and a cow knocked me about 20 feet right. and gave me a whiplash injury, very similar to what you'd have from a car wreck where you, mm. you know, dramatically yes. snap the neck. Yes. Um, short of surgery, uh, 
physicians and neurologists said, there's nothing we can do for you. I was in my early 40s at the time, and the last thing I wanted was a neck surgery because I'd never heard many good outcomes from them, yes. and actually from people that I knew. Um, so I said, no, I, I, I'll, I'll avoid that surgery. So anyways, uh, the gentleman is also a physical therapist that owns the health spa. And he says, I, I see you have a neck issue. He says, I have some products from a Japanese company that may help you. Oh and God. I said, what kind of products? And he said, magnetic products. And I looked at this guy like he was from another planet. <laughs> I mean, I really did. I looked at him and said, what are you talking about? I mean, this has got to be a bunch of smoke and mirrors and stuff. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no. He says, I've helped lots of, of people in, in, in my physical therapy practice and here at the spa with them. And uh, the, the company's been around for a while. It's from Japan, natural products. And, you know, I really, I just, I thanked him, but said, no, thanks. Uh, you know, really just too far out there for me. Um, <laughs> he needed to demo them on you. Well, here, well here's the thing. I, I came home. Okay. Not even 24 hours later. All right. Because, I mean, you leave Asia, you come home, you pretty much get home the same time you left. So, right. Because right? <laughs> the time changed. But anyways, so I'm sitting in my easy chair looking at little league scores that I missed during my business trip, all right? And catch up on my son's little league scores. And adjacent to the box scores in the paper, and we have a weekly paper. I mean, I live in a small town, it's a weekly paper. Adjacent to the box scores is a half page article on this Japanese company helping people all over the world with natural energies and magnetic products <laughs> named Niken. And I'm going, now that's weird. Yeah. I mean, here I am, opposite ends of the earth in less than 24 hours. Yeah. And this is being brought to my attention again. All right. Amazing. Week later, I'm up in Eugene, Oregon, finished a day of work with doing embryo transfers, meeting with some clients at the Red Lion Inn Hotel. All right. This is just a week later, walking through the lobby of the Red Lion on the way to the restaurant, a gentleman comes up behind me, taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm a physical therapist from the University of Oregon here in Eugene. He said, I can tell by the way you're moving and walking, you've got a neck problem, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. He said, you should attend this meeting tonight with me for a company called Nikan. We've got some products that might really help you. <laughs> I so love I, the way the universe works. Oh yeah, and, but to me it was like, oh my gosh, what's going, what's going on here? Amazing. I mean, the universe is just hitting me upside the head and yeah. saying, Gary, you know, you don't know everything there is to know, and why do you have an opinion? Why are you so skeptical about something, or even have an opinion about something you know nothing about? Mm -hmm. Because I really didn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I, I still had that paper and there was a contact number from that article in that paper which really was an advertisement from a consultant they sure. put in there and so I, I got home from that trip from oregon and i called him up and i said hey listen tell me about this you know i kind of told him the same story i just told you i said you guys are stalking me i don't know <laughs> what the deal is but the universe is telling me this is something i need to pay attention to and take a look at yeah. for whatever reason which was unclear to me at the time yeah. But other than I had this neck problem. 
And so, anyways, yeah, he, he told me some great product stories that he that he experienced and others that he shared with. And and uh, uh, I said, well, you know, can you show me some things? And he said, sure. So that's when the demos and and things came in. So yes, his name was Jerry Waltering. He's still a very very good friend of mine. He was so patient with me in my uh, journey <laughs> to discover yes. it with Nikan. Um, of course, he let me know there was a business opportunity, which, of course, in my mind, I said, nope, I have nothing to do with that. I own a, a big business already. I've got 20 veterinarians on staff and five offices and whatever. Nice. You know, don't don't have any interest in that. Um, but again, still being very, very patient with me. Um, so anyways, I actually uh, initially just got some products from and and paid cash and got some results that, to me, were pretty astounding um you know and, and really what does a scientist do then <laughs> wow this works Research. why did it or why did it work <laughs> absolutely so yeah. i did a lot of research yeah and i'll just and i'll just mention this one of the things that really helped uh curb that skepticism uh it, that i had was my initial literature search that i did at the university of california davis on magnetics and health pulled up about 1,250 references. And of course, this was 26, 27 years ago now, yeah. right? What impressed me was about 75% of those articles in peer-reviewed journals were in veterinary medical journals. And yes. why, that, why that impressed me was there's no placebo with animals. That's right. I knew very well I could have placeboed myself better. And there's nothing wrong with placebo. Yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. And that's the power of our body and our minds to heal itself. Yes. Um, but, you know, animals, that doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist at all. That's so that gave, me a, that gave me a much stronger belief in, in the technologies, in the natural energies that we can use in its products. You know, just a thought on that, because I remember doing a lot of research, too, when I first started, because, you know, being, I guess, the daughter of a doctor and whatever, you know, I was just, I know, I love research, actually. And I remember Norfield's, the horse company that made magnetic horse blankets and that yeah. the, the, the horsey set, shall we say, you know, who spent far more money on their animals than they ever do on themselves. I oh, know, absolutely. Yeah, my uncle was very involved with with horses um, in Canada, racehorses and stuff. And um, he'd spend a fortune on them, on their nutrition and everything. I was like, why don't you do that for yourself? But I always remember that, that it was like, oh, this is so interesting. They know this will support the horses in their optimum health. And and again, the, the no placebo. I was like, that yeah. is really fascinating. That That intrigued me even more. Because, you know, I was introduced by originally by a doctor, a Belgian doctor that I knew through macrobiotics. And I was absolutely not interested because he'd never had the product. So he never did, um, yeah. you know, uh, some some of the tests with me that would have, you know, because that's the thing that got me was that, you know, the fact that it helped, you know, just supported, you know, my my issues with my back yeah. in minutes once somebody actually had the products. You know, put them on me. So I'm a great believer in that because it's so somatic. Yeah. And yeah. it bypasses the mind and all that skepticism and all that. If this was so great, I would know about it and blah, blah, blah. The way our minds just veto things without knowing what we're vetoing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, well, and that's, and that's, 
you know, I had to really question myself when all this was going on. Yeah. Because it'd been some years since I'd been in the actual research and teaching environment at the university and in private business with our company Applied Genetics. And I had to ask myself, why was I so skeptical? What happened to that investigative scientific mind I had as a researcher where, you know, just about anything's possible and you design a study to find out if it is. But you know, what, what, what happened to me in this, in this climate of business to where all of a sudden I became so narrow-minded, if you will. I mean, you well, know. I think also we do get sort of indoctrinated through our schooling and stuff and our, and our curiosity that we naturally have as children, our width of curiosity kind of starts to narrow down and we start to just kind of veto these things. Oh, couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly be that. That's not yeah. interesting to me. You know, it, it, it is a lovely thing to regain it oh yeah because i feel like more curious now in my life than i think i've ever been you know i'm always reading and studying just because it's fun for me to learn and yeah. and, and just expand the possibilities I've, I've always said and i've always been taught the more you the, the more you learn the more you find out you don't know so, yeah, absolutely it's absolutely. true it's true this it like is. that that chart that says you know i know what i know which is a tiny sliver, right? I know yeah. what I don't know, which is a little more of a sliver. And then the whole rest of it is, I don't know what I don't know. Don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Now that's exciting though, because that's like, I mean, just look at what's happening with the, you know, James Webb Space Telescope right now. And what's oh, with yeah. all these galaxies that are being discovered. And it's like so exciting to me. It's, like, it's mind blowing. Is what it, it is. is. It really it is. is. And it makes you <laughs> feel like it's a 60s kid. term. It's mind blowing. <laughs> totally is. Well, let's um this thank you so much for sharing all that because it's sure. really lovely and I, I know it will be super fascinating to others who are listening. Let's talk now about about water. You know, water is one of our main products. I know when it when it first came out, I'm I'm sure you remember. I remember when it first came out and I started studying, you know, pie water. What is pie water? The water of life and and why? Why does it work the way it works and all of that? So let's let's go there to this issue of water, because it's such a big issue in our world today, in North America, South America, everywhere right now. It's yeah. a big thing. Well, it's it's our second most important vital element air being first all right okay but we can only live about three days without water and our bodies are 70 percent water it's involved in every physiological function that we do um you know we eliminate or lose about 10 cups a day and we need to replace that and unfortunately um one of the things and one of my main passions too is to educate and to teach and uh, and that's what I love about Nikan. that's brought that aspect back into my life that was gone for a number of years yeah. um, but 75% of us walk around dehydrated every day mm. why because we don't drink enough water we drink other beverages um, so I have a, a saying that I taught my children you know water's not just a beverage choice it's an essential nutrient and when people understand and we educate them about that, I would hope they'd want to make uh, healthier choices to drink more water and maybe less coffee, less tea, less flavored drinks, less energy drinks, less sodas, etc. Um, 
And, and we really need to drink about half our body weight in ounces per day to stay well hydrated. And if we aren't well hydrated, and here's this, it's, it's a really fine line, uh, a 2.5% reduction in hydration in the body doesn't sound like much, right? No. But, but it's enough to cause a 25% decrease in energy and efficiency. Wow. So it's it's a fine line there, it really is. That's and many amazing. times when we're dehydrated, um, we think we're hungry. And mm. so we, we, we want to fill up on carbs or grab that in between snack or whatever it might be when actually we're thirsty. We, and if we and if we just pause for a minute, drink a glass of water, that that hunger feeling will, will go away. It will be subsided. Uh, that's a so really that's one of the reasons why dehydration has been called the mother of all epidemics and the first step we need to address uh, when preventing chronic issues. Because yeah. if we think we're hungry and we're eating, what are we going to do? We're going to gain weight. We're going to gain weight. We're gonna do all kinds of metabolic issues, type 2 diabetes and headaches. 90% of headaches are caused by dehydration. Um, yeah, that's... Ad, Advil and Tylenol may not be the answer. I mean, maybe just a glass of water. True. You know, I'd like to check, because I don't know if other people have this experience, but I, I was never a huge fan of water before. And even as a ballet dancer, I didn't drink enough water for sure. And I didn't really like it and it always felt heavy and it would sit in my stomach and slosh around and no ballet dancer likes that when they're yeah. when they're dancing. So I I found when I, you know, I did like mountain spring water. So prior to Negan, I was using mountain spring water here in Colorado and it was much better than anything else. Right. I like the taste. But when I started drinking the pine mag water from the waterfall, I found with the aquapore originally um, that that not only did I love the taste, but the feeling of it. This was so big for me, Gary. The feeling of it. It didn't sit heavy in my stomach. I'm a fairly small frame and I could drink a lot more of it and it would just feel like it assimilated into my body really fast. And so it wasn't just kind of sloshing around in there. Yeah. Have, have you talked to people about that? Have you noticed Oh, it's that? A very common. Very common. <laughs> You know, and and I can remember feeling that way myself playing sports and, uh, you know, in between innings or whatever, and just sitting there and drinking like a quart of water and then feeling slow and sloshy. Yes. Um, so when you're when you're drinking the Neekins Pine Mag water, all right, let's say, and let's just focus on the waterfall because that's our current product and yes. it's our top selling product. Um, the issue there is what 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 can we do what we what that does and quite simply uh i'll put it this way it takes municipally treated tap water and turns it into what you exactly just said to natural spring water right? yes. and that's that's amazing that's it amazing is. you know that's my pretty. dad I, I pretty much i'll say i grew up with water uh my dad was in the water industry his whole life uh he was a salesman in that industry and an excellent salesman um, and, and I would go on many calls with him when I was, you know, young. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, his uh, he called himself the uh, Mortlander, your water expert. <laughs> Please leave uh -huh. his, his his phone message, his phone, voicemail message. Um, but anyways, when I introduced my father to Negan's solution, he looked right at me, and this is somebody that's 
after 40, 50 years in that industry. And he said, Gary, this is what this industry has always needed. Something to take all the harmful things out and then put back what nature wants in our water. And that's exactly what it does. I mean, and that was, you know, I had I, I have a big smile on my face right now. I just remembered my dad say that. So I get goosebumps for that yeah, because it's yeah. a, it, it's such an acknowledgement also of you and what you're up to in the world. And he saw the power of it, yeah. the importance of it, critical importance yeah. of it. So this is a wonderful story. I mean, I think every child wants their dad to kind of say, "Yeah, good <laughs> on you," you know. Good on you. I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you. Well, they, they would say, I can make a lot of money with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, yes, they, I think that, yeah, that, that entrepreneurism in him, you know, kind of, love it. it, love uh, it. There's, a, there's a little little tad of that in me, too. So oh, know. for sure. No doubt. Absolutely. And that's an important aspect of our business too yeah. that this business really appeals to entrepreneurs and um, and and you you have this whole background that that fitted so well you know f starting with you and your dad when you were a little boy yeah. and then that trajectory so you can really see the alignment between all of what has happened in your life and then Nikan falling into place and you being kind of knocked knocked on yeah. the head like hey pay attention pay attention and you did eventually as we mostly <laughs> did i said no for a while too i know it's like takes it takes us some some of us more more than one you know yeah. invite shall we say but um so tell us more ab about what you see with the the water in north america for instance like what's going down with the water and tap well i less even north america but even globally I yeah. mean, it is it is our most precious resource. I mean, natural resource. Um, you know, World Water Day is coming up, and really the focus of it is what we can do as individuals to conserve water. Yeah. So my take on that, and with the solutions that we have, is filter your water. You know, it's. Uh, uh, bottled water is not the solution. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a big anti-bottled water person. Yeah. Uh, one, just because I don't think it's it's, it's a, a healthy choice. Uh, two, it's very expensive. Three, it's very expensive environmentally too. Uh, yes. The price we pay for the environment. So, you know, we, we need to drink enough water. We want the healthiest water possible. I think we have a solution for people with Nikan. Our conservation is that our filtration is excellent. We transform that tap water into a natural spring water and we do it on a one-to-one -one basis. In other words, the water going in the system is the same amount as the water coming out. So that's conserving water. So that's something that we all can do. Um, get a portable sports bottle, get a, get a uh, reusable water bottle. That if you if you do that, uh, and especially like the one we have with the Pimax Sport bottle, that will save 1,400, 1,500 plastic single-use bottles a year for somebody who drinks bottled water. Um, now I love this because this is tying in for me in my mind around your 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 beginnings with anthropology, your love of Jane Goodall and her work, and I also have been an avid environmentalist my in, in my own way all my life. I, I think it's it's terrible to see the wastage that's happening in the plastics yeah. in the ocean and everything. 
and water bottles are a huge part of that and continues to grow because people understand they don't really yeah. want the tap water anymore but yeah. this is what they're going to and it's it's like we we really need to educate the world like like what you said about you know this there's no water loss as it goes through the waterfall like that's a really powerful thing because i yeah, it, and it takes three three liters to produce one liter of bottled water Three wow, three to, so to one. And I was going to say ratio. reverse reverse yeah. osmosis water as well. You waste a lot of water that way. And I it's also don't think one. it's particularly healthy. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same with reverse osmosis? Three yeah, to one? It is. That's from reverse osmosis. Three to one. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just not sustainable. So, it's just not sustainable for the environment not. and us. Yeah. And if we didn't take care of our planet, we don't have a home. I mean, the home well, is our, our wellness home is our planet. It is. It's, it's Mother Earth, and it, then yeah. and then of course we we you know create a wellness home in our own homes. I, I love the concept of the wellness home. That is, it is such a solution yes. for so many people, and yes. it is such a self care preventative focused healthcare system that covers every aspect of what we need. To maintain and improve our health, yeah. it's it's uh, as a physiologist, I will say this: as a physiologist, it is amazing. It it is the probably the best investment you can ever make in you know for your health and your family's health is vegan. So, I mean, I feel absolute one hundred percent and equivocally strong about that. So. I agree 100% um, yeah. with you. I think it is it's an absolute no-brainer once you realize yeah. the power, the air, the water, the sleep, the power nutrition. Of what it yeah. does, the nutrition. Absolutely. And the and the daytime technologies yeah. which we all use all the time. I'm sitting on my Nikon seat right now. You know, I've got my Nikon necklace on. I mean, I'm always using, yeah. I got my insoles on. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, got yeah, insoles yeah. in my shoes. Yeah exactly it, it's so easy and it doesn't require a lot of um thought once you have it it's just a part of your day a part of it, your it creates a lifestyle change almost osmotically if you will uh -huh. all right where you aren't conscious of it but you're starting to make healthier choices every day um Absolutely. you know and you start to think about it and you start to think about prevention uh, yes. more more than treatment uh, when you're in a wellness home it's it's amazing to me how that shift takes you know and and it's and i've seen it and i'm sure you've seen it too julie time and time again where somebody starts their wellness home and they get their they get their waterfall they love it it tastes great it's cheaper than bottled water they aren't lugging jugs around <laughs> they aren't hurting their back lugging jugs and then all of a sudden they're saying wow you know, I feel, I love this water. I feel really good. You know, I'm not having the headaches. I'm not at, you know, my joints feel better. I'm more active. I'm losing some weight. You know, what else you got? Absolutely. <laughs> We've got the whole wellness home. Yeah. And then you introduce another component and another component. And Nikan is uh, a very dynamic company. You know, we, we're constantly using biomimicry and i love that term using science and technology to replicate nature yes. and Nikon is actually was doing it before the term was even coined right so yes. i love that fact too um but we're constantly using that process to improve and enhance on the wellness home and it's uh 
it's awesome. You know, it's it's a ongoing dynamic evolving. Uh, I love that too. I love yeah. it too, and I love the whole prevention focus. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper to work with prevention than yeah. to just wait and then get and then get sick. That's that's uh, very An ounce, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It really is. Is that yeah? So <laughs> so you know, I I'd have to say my biggest passion here one is to educate to teach people all right um and and also to provide some solutions and you know i'm sure there's not one person listening to this podcast today that chronic disease hasn't affected their lives personally or with family or friends all right yeah i'm I'm sure not it's the biggest killer 70% 70% of deaths globally, chronic disease, the cause of disability. It's our most expensive <laughs> uh, healthcare system cost treating and managing chronic disease. And the good news, that's the bad news, the good news. And, and it's, you know, 50% of people, one out of two, you or I have a chronic issue. <laughs> that's how prevalent it is. Yeah. By the time we're 65, 80% of us have one of these issues or more and we spend 90% of our healthcare dollar treating and managing them but the good news is over 80% of these and we're talking about our biggest killers right are preventable if we do the right things that's the good news that's right so we flip, my, my passion is to flip that flip that absolutely you know? yeah. Gary I couldn't agree with you more I mean it's devastating what we yeah. see out there and you know there's always the, the top killers you know heart attack and cancer right. iatrogen i can never say that word iatrogenic the the you know the side effects of yeah. medicine the side effects sure. of drugs um that's a real issue i think that's number three now it's so concerning so yeah. concerning and and just and just to kind of put something in perspective and I, you know it's I guess as a, a scientist, I'm a facts and figures kind of person too. Mm-hmm, like just, sure. You know, five point what six eight seven eight five point seven six billion prescriptions are filled in the U.S. last year. And, oh no, that was 2021. In 2021, five point seven six billion. Wow. All right. Now, the U.S. consumes. 75% of pharmaceutical medication worldwide, yet we represent 4.4% of the world's population. So that kind of puts it to where, you know, come on, let's wake up. Let's let's wake up. That That's not the solution. Treating and managing something's not the solution. Preventing it is. And I think the wellness home is the best way somebody can do that. Absolutely. It's all about prevention and self-care. It is. All right. Well, gosh, I feel like this is a profound place to to stop because I know everybody's thinking right now about (laughs) those numbers you just threw out. So everyone, let's wake up. I mean, this, this is true. Let's wake up and work with our own daily and nightly habits around prevention. We, we got to do it. Give your body the tools it needs. Yes, absolutely. Healthy air, healthy water, good sleep whole food nutrition and the natural energies of the sun and the earth. Those are five vital elements every living thing requires. And we want them in a healthy fashion and in yes. natural fashion. And that's what the wellness home does. You know? It's exactly. really pretty simple concept. 
simple yet extremely profound. Yeah, and effective. And effective. And effective. And and one that where your passion and mine also we've never waned in our passion for getting the word out about this. It's just that important. Um so thank you so much for this time. I've really enjoyed our time together today. I I have to Julie. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing and uh I know you have a crazy busy schedule so I'm I'm going to kind of let you get back to it and I'm going to say thank you to you and thank you to you everyone for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this time together and please don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts or you know, Apple Podcasts. Of course we put it to YouTube as well on the Nikan International YouTube channel and the key to this podcast is sharing. Share it. Sharing. This is this is what we do. Word of mouth advertising is the most powerful form of advertising in the world, and this is why we do it this way. So please share. Have a wonderful week everyone, and I will see you next week and thank you again, Dr. Gary Linda. Thank, thank you, Julie. Really a pleasure. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.